greater than nothing disturbs the human mind more than uncertainty about the future. Greater than. Greater than future seeing. Life's circumstances are not an accident. Although there are events we do not cause, our reaction to those events are, in the most part, free-willed. We are also an active participant in causing much of our reality. To deny this is to play victim. But victimhood is giving away your power. Wouldn't it be far wiser to acknowledge the link between cause and effect and therefore have some say in charting your own destiny? Nothing affects the child more than the unlived life of the parent. Here there is some acknowledgement of the role of parents in their children's future. Cause and effect linked. Although most parents will acknowledge some part in this equation, some go into denial. It is his father's fault or all his family had emotional problems, here the hereditary idea is being acknowledged but added to it is blame. And blame is one of our society's greatest toxins. We need the courage to say I cause and therefore I can change any circumstance. Rarely are we the originator of a line of events. We are more often the carrier than the original source. Breaking a lineage of a negative belief is a huge responsibility. It often requires the black sheep of the family to reject the nuclear family structure. Or the renegade business person or musician. We should be proud of the maverick in us, we need to break the bonds of conformity to ensure the originality and authenticity of our actions. So much has happened since the universe became a fact that the succession of development seems endless. The order in which events occur is called succession, just as the passing of air looms from parent to child is called succession, being the direct descendant in a straight line. Nothing can happen without a cause. If a person is able to be a single cause of a single fact, and to thereby set in motion a single line of activities, they count themselves inspired. The laws of cause and effect apply to everything. Nothing escapes. Your present-day condition and circumstances are wholly due to these laws. You know it is too late to amend the past. Resentment and guilt of the past only serve to remind us of our errors and therefore not to regress but as a motivator for future action they are dubious at best. You have said, as thousands and millions of people say constantly, if I could have my life to live over again, I would know what to do and how to do it, and everything would be different. You also know the present reality is conditioned by the past so it has served. And even once in a while you have said that you are satisfied with what you have accomplished in life and have nothing to regret. But you don't mean it. There is no man or woman who would not gladly take advantage of experience to amend the circumstances of the past, or the pain and drama they caused others. The past is dead. So there can be no remedy for the errors of judgments and conduct of the past. The only consolation is the learning we get. Even experience is an unworthy teacher. It is based on finding things out after they have happened. This is the reverse of good judgment. If you put a $10 bill in the fire to see if it will burn, you have acquired the knowledge through experience, but you have lost $10 unnecessarily. Thousands of people find out that they are in the wrong profession and they are halfway through their life when they make the discovery. Thousands of people learn that they are engaged in business careers of the kind that did not best suit their abilities and taste. To correct these errors of choice, people have consulted with all manner of guidance for advice to the future. But oracles cannot not tell the future, nor have consultants had much success. 90% of estimates of the future fail. In fact we know thousands of careers that have been ruined by advice from some of the best in advice. There are reasons other than the stars that determine what the future has in store. It is the law of cause and effect, and is much more scientific than fortune-telling. You do not have to wait for experience, and you don't need to seek the advice of fortune tellers, astrologers, or other so-called predictors of the future. We are not begrudging those fortune tellers. But the specificity of their advice should be taken with caution. To know that darkness lies ahead is important. To know the form of that darkness is impossible unless one can know the psychology of the individual. We cause the form of our experiences, although we may work with the greater hand in their creation. In other words, 
we may in adversity plow into an accident. How that accident affect us, that is purely a personal experience. Serendipity aside, all mistakes that fill each personal history might have been avoided if only time had been taken to study the future and to have learned its meaning. Earthly existence is often paved with regrets. The fault is in the inability to look ahead. 50% of marriages are regretted. A large majority cling to each other against their real wishes, and are brave in doing so. Wasted years come and go while existence drifts along without aim until the end is too near for a definite purpose. The present is the result of the past. It is foolish and indulgent to aspire to create happiness in the present or the future when the past is paved with errors of judgment and short-term ideals. The present is here. It was designed, predicted and created based on past actions. Eat cake yesterday, be overweight today. Living in the present can become an ambition to abdicate responsibility for cause-creating effect. We cause our future by our present and past actions. Delaying satisfaction now, will breed happiness tomorrow. Many people don't understand this in this modern era. They go to food, sex, drugs and spirituality in order to create a present state of mind oblivious to the past. It is simply not possible to sustain such an ambition. Once the present is here it is too late to amend it. To create a present of a particular design we need the past to have been focused on it. It requires more integrity, more alignment between present actions and thoughts and the future desired. One cannot escape past actions, thoughts and ideals, its results are expressed in the present. Integrity means past actions that produce today's result. It requires longer-term thinking rather than short-term gratification. It requires a commitment to ethics and discipline. It requires a view of life longer than the next packet of potato chips. Children are suffering from this epidemic of short-term gratification. All the world is now designed for fast results. When they don't come, there is depression. Who does not know someone with depression? And then look at that person with depression and you will not find an ambivalent individual. You will find someone with high hopes and low discipline. Someone who wants everything for nothing. The path between success and thinking about success is long. But it has been sold short. Many people want the world to change but can't change their own mind. That means righteousness. Righteousness is the epidemic on this planet right now. It controls most of the West. People say I am spiritual but they also hold views about life that are fixed. This is not spiritual it is religious. How many people delay action because they do not wish to make a mistake? Yet, after many years of delay they cry out oh if only I had acted sooner, marriages or business decisions, all fit this class of delay. The pain of regret always outweighs the pain of discipline. Depression is just one result of delayed action. An individual may delay action in order to avoid the pain of it, but the depression creeps in, because to resist the normal flow of life by hanging on to something that is dead or finished will cause a breakdown in nature's flow, disease and ill health are the result. One person I who contacted me said, I thought my feelings of emptiness were my problem, I went to therapy and all manner of spiritual classes yet, the longer I experienced them, the more depressed I became, until I was really suicidal. At your seminar you encouraged me to be honest and authentic, which frightened me no end. But after some coaching I got there, my relationship was dead, and I just refused to consider that possibility. It was my second marriage and my kids were just getting used to the new family, my heart was dead to my partner. I had spent the last two years in denial. The minute I confessed it, I was reborn. I explained it to him and he said he already knew it. I told my therapist I was finished and just confessed that I was happier, healthier alone. I can't believe how stuck I was and how many lies I had told myself in order not to face the discomfort of my truth. In the end the depression, which is a reflection of the lies I was telling myself, nearly killed me. I encourage every student of Chris, to open their heart with him and find this authentic awareness and have the courage to live it.
It's the greatest gift I ever gave my children. There is no other pursuit in which so many people are engaged, and have been engaged since history began. Seeking truth, personal truth is vital because it ultimately leads to the future. Predicting the future is the universal hunt, all humanity either worries about the future, or else is building its hope on it. All faces are turned to the front. Some turn to oracles, mystics and astrologers. Hand their power to numerologists as if the future is already predicted. In this there is only half-truth. Our destiny may or may not be determined by our talent and skill, but our reaction to it, our decisions along it, our sense of authenticity in this journey are absolutely self-determined. One man lost his wife, his home, his business, his children and his personal wealth just before he had a nervous breakdown. His grief was overwhelming, he just couldn't work at all. His comments were, I was so full of anger, hate and self-pity I thought this loss and all these circumstances were some sign from above that I'd screwed up, I was ready to die. But after speaking with Chris, well, I saw the bright side, sure this was terrible loss and I gave myself permission to accept that it hurt, but the other side was my blind side. I was free, a new world awaited me, travel, new work, hope and giving. I was born to help and I'd been delaying it so long I'd sabotaged my whole material life in the process. I started to laugh and laugh until I cried. It is so wonderful to know that there's order I the chaos. I was not alone nor stupid or made some ungodly mistake. Life has two sides, like everything and this was the other side. I have never looked back. I always look for the other side. No more depression, no more self-pity. There's two sides to every coin and my life mission is to find those two sides in everything. No more righteousness, that causes so much trouble. Thanks Chris, you saved my life. Authenticity is the most vital and the most essential faculty in human life, because it determines the future. A person bemoaning the past creates their own future pain. A person hating someone in the past creates the in a new form in their future. A person judging the past guarantees their future to include what they judge. Our inauthentic experiences and memories of the past, resentment, anger, bitterness and pain guarantee that we will suffer those humilities in the future. Authenticity, raw honesty, is the faculty that should be cultivated by all people because it creates their future. Prediction of the future, by aligning authentic self-awareness and ambitions for the future guarantees harmony and success. Nature intends it. She uses this future prediction with all forms of life lower than man to care for themselves. She also plants the need, desire for its knowledge, in every human mind, and where people have acted on its impulses they have outstripped all others in the race for success. The person who looks ahead with, honesty, humility and integrity of the present reality creates the clearest vision and has become the leader in whatever walk of life they have chosen. Therefore, because the past has created the present, there is no need to study the present. We must then turn 100% of our attention to determine those behaviors today that will create the future we desire tomorrow. Once tomorrow arrives it is too late to change it. All cause of the future is either in the present or the past. Future seeing must take higher priority above all other studies, above all other forms of human effort, above all other powers that raise people to higher planes, and above all other faculties with which the mind is capable. There is no education that can compare with future seeing in the value of its results. It stands far away above and beyond all other considerations, reaching out, as it does, into the coming years and beyond the grave to eternity. You must take into your heart that any bad emotion that you carry now, from your past, will in itself guarantee the future you least choose. It will contaminate and destroy family and relationships, and most importantly, through depression and mental health problems, it will destroy health. Make it your commitment this day to find integrity in relation to past events. Determine if you are secretly harboring regret, resentment, anger, pain, loss or grief. And if so, 
set about to transform those perceptions to appreciation. Nothing in the past is worthless. Everything had a benefit and drawback, you must find both, and then focus on the affirmative, the positive. It is the only authentic way to release the past's effect on your future destiny. We encourage you to set aside everything else that will distract you from this authenticity at least once every day. If you examine the past once it is likely that your first layer will be reached. If you examine it a second time, take those vital parts of it and let them seep deep into your mind, reaching the second layer. When you have examined the past twice, made comments and notes to yourself, then you are prepared for the final phase of authenticity. Release must come through the subconscious. You must be ready to fall asleep at night soon after making the past event into a balanced, appreciative experience. You must fall asleep at night with thankfulness for the past, either yesterday or 80 years gone, each layer will reveal another. The results will amaze you. But note, only one event can be absorbed at a time. Have your notebook near your bed, open it to any memory you may jot down during the day and test yourself to see if you can remember both the good and the bad side of that. Fall asleep remembering the good. Keep your thoughts on that lesson and fall asleep trying to understand its gift. Your last thoughts before you sleep will be on thankfulness. The result is that its ideas will pass through to your subconscious mind, as sleep allows you to enter the realms of consciousness below the surface of thought. On the same principle, whatever occupies the subconscious mind as you enter sleep will be manifest in the earth plane in the day. An intense urgency of thought in the last waking moments, becomes a prayer. Such thinking is always fruitful. So thankfulness for the past will release your mind during sleep to create the future unburdened with judgments, fears and regrets about the past. The future pictures that create future destiny will be clear. This is true prayer as opposed to mumbling prescribed text and remaining unbridled in negative or judgmental thinking. Remember that every giant mind of the past has, without being taught, adopted this habit of absorption at night before going to bed. Daniel Webster, with the Bible, Milton, and Shakespeare, all these people dropped asleep night after night, working out their destiny. Future seeing, tapping the deeper mind, success. There is a cause for everything and knowing that cause serves one purpose only, that is to provide for the life ahead. Everywhere nature takes care of life until such time as that life can be spared. Prediction of the future, is the key for success. Tapping the source of future prediction is essential to life. Yet, for most, the pursuit of success is filled with worry and anxiety and therefore aggression and attachment. Such is the normal life of the ambitious person whose nervous system is so heavily taxed that their health begins to suffer, their nervous stability is undermined and they are brought to their knees with mental health problems. Such aggression applied to the path of success is only necessary when there is no certainty of the future, a surface perspective. Fear of the future breeds anxiety about it. Ambition without intelligence breeds excess and from this an individual will one great trouble with people is that they don't allow important thoughts to enter the deeper layers of the mind, the permanent memory. Ideas that enter the outer layer only, are soon forgotten when they are should be retained. Tension, worry, stress and ambition keep the mind on the surface. Friends, gossip, telephone conversations, worry, talking and rushing about going nowhere keep the mind on the surface. When this surface there can be no certainty. Therefore the worried person, who has anxiety of the future, enters a vicious cycle of thought. Their mind cannot enter the realm of future seeing, therefore stays uncertain and their anxiety can only be cured by such certainty. One breads the other until a nervous breakdown brings all to a deeper, albeit uncomfortable, depth. The deeper layers of the mind is like a sea that is everywhere. The same sea that is in your mind is in the minds of every human being on earth. It is a medium of communication between you and all people who live. For a long time it has been known as the subconscious faculty. But it is deeper than that. Subconsciousness is personal. This deeper layer is universal. 
It belongs to no one as a universal soup belongs to no one. It can be tapped, it can be contributed to but it cannot be owned. I think of the first layer of thought as one that receives passing information only, and discards it as soon as it is used. I think of the second layer as a storehouse of memory, by which all human conduct is guided and all experience made relevant. I think of the third, or deeper layer as a sea in which the mind dwells and which surrounds the earth. The first two layers belong to the individual, that is, they belong to you and are yours alone. The third layer is a common domain, a boundless ocean that brings its wisdom to your mind, an ocean that you know little about. Values come and go, they are of the second layer, and only the deep thinker, the inventor, the artist, the poet, the genius catches occasional glimpses of the ocean and seizes once in a while, a prize. It is not to say that these people do not experience the pains of life. Because one cannot dwell permanently in this third or deeper zone. Such is the aspiration of the yogi in a cave, but such people are usually immune from worldly pursuits. Einstein would lock himself in a basement for days, during which he would enter that deeper realm and then emerge, to the surface and be a crazy as the next person. How to gain access to this deeper mind? Great composers, artists and inventors have always had the capacity to be alone for extended periods of time. Edison, lived, ate and slept in his workshop laboratory for weeks at a time, because he needed to be alone. Interruptions bring the mind back to the surface layers. It is only through the depth of aloneness and silence that the mind can access the great ocean, it is from there it can tap discoveries. Edison knew this and has stated the fact, hundreds of times. To be alone, to allow the mind to pass from its workday layers down to the universal sea, is the secret. Some children are called hyperactive, some adults talk on the phone or gossip, others talk to themselves. These people avoid the contact with deeper realms of mind. These are the people who live by emotion, unable to delay, even for a second the gratification of the surface mind, emotion or feeling. They have lost the discipline of focus and concentration. Someday the deeper layer will become much more acknowledged. It will be acknowledged as a vital part of the solution to depression and uncertainty, it will become a vital part of life and business because it is the key to the prediction of the future. An era of honesty will be necessary. The creative mind taps the universal sea, and, while a person knows very little of its contents, they are inspired by it. All great thought comes from this level of awareness. If the time should ever come when people have the power to connect with universal minds, the result will be a remaking of the conditions that exist on earth. This power prevails in a very limited degree today, but, it is slowly increasing and it is evidently a major goal of life. Humanity of the future depends on it. Give me a few hours by myself, let me alone shut out all interruptions, and I can bring myself down to my work. I take my pen in hand. I write a few thoughts. I see the future. And realize my responsibility. The more I think of the duty placed on me, the graver since my responsibility. Every idea has weight. I can see the effect of days ahead.